Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you joining us, and uh, hopefully you'll learn something today. And I've invited, and I appreciate Sheila Grafe coming and sharing your story with us. Well, I appreciate you having me. Lovely Thank young you. lady, and she has such an interesting story, and a multi-generational Mormon. Certainly. Uh, from all sides. In fact, you even worked for a, a history, uh, family history Yeah, like company. a historical uh, records company. Yeah. And so you did a lot of family history on your of your own? Yes, yeah, so I was able to do some research on my own, and yeah. uh, at the time I was researching uh, Mormonism and Christianity, and so it really was an eye-opener for wow. me to be able to dig in and have access to those kinds of uh, records. Yeah, and were you, was your family back from Europe? or where, where were Yes, you there were converts. My father's line was a convert um, from Sainine, Bern, uh, the Katana Sainine in Switzerland, and oh, so Switzerland. as a matter of fact, it was his um, great-grandfather that converted in about 1874, came to Provo, live in a dugout and was able oh to, um, you know, kind of raise a Mormon family for several generations. And Polygamous? Then my, um, you, not, not him, but um, some of the of my father's maternal line was polygamist and out in Spring City. And my uh, mother's side, they went back to England and also New York. They were able to follow, you know, the saints yeah. across the West and they came from polygamous roots also. So I actually had it on both sides of my family, both maternal and paternal. My goodness. Yes. Wow, interesting. Where were you born? I, um, I was born here in Provo, so oh. I'm, I'm Utah, and okay. uh, born and raised, and really the whole family has stayed here for that many generations. Yeah, fascinating. Yes. I haven't had occasion to leave or anything. Not a, not a lot. As a matter of fact, yeah. out of my uh, nine siblings um, that my you mother had, nine, nine brothers and well, sisters. mother had nine children, okay. and, and I actually have two um, stepbrothers, so we have an, a family okay. of 11. Okay. Uh, but my mother bore nine children, and she we all stayed in Utah primarily, except for I have one older brother that was able to travel with the Air Force, oh, and one in California and Nevada, but you know, relatively close yeah. knit family still. And would, were you a, a young primary girl, and did you go yes. into young women? And yes, all that? my mother was very active, um, so raised all the children LDS, and we were, you know, active in primary and young women's, mm. and yeah. you took know. seminary, did you? Yeah, I took seminary both in junior high school as yeah. well as high school. High school. Um, it was just sort of an obligation requirement, really. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, ever any questions come up about the church or anything that you remember in those young years? I I don't know that I was a real student as far as history. <laughs> I think I became more interested in history and uh, research as, as an older adult. Yeah. But as a kid, it was mostly um, how our family, we were a nuclear family, you know, and my mother had been married several times. And my father was not active, and so it was very, um, our family life was sort of a split family. We had, you know, half Mormon, half 
what I call unworthy. <laughs> unworthy Mormons. <laughs> unworthy Mormons. We were also Jack Mormons, um, as, the, as the term goes here in Utah. And I think most people know that that might just be somebody that doesn't regularly attend right, or maybe is right. not in is not active but is still considers themselves maybe Mormon. Breaks the word of wisdom or yes. not paying their tithing or something. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, because uh, my father would drink coffee and smoke cigarettes and um, that was always kind of frowned on and so um, also had, you know, had some alcoholism. Yeah. So, but mother always tried to be so worthy and she was very good, very good homemaker. She um, was participated in the primary events and all the young women events. My father actually, ironically enough, was able to be um, a help to the Boy Scouts and all of the young men activities. Uh, so he was really well loved part, and yeah. respected in the community, in the yeah. ward, you know, the neighborhood, even though uh, dad was not active. They still accepted him, which was awesome. You know, over the years, uh, I've run into a number of men just like that. They're so good hearted. Mm -hmm. They'd do anything for anybody. Yeah, very giving. And they want to give to the boys. Right. And and yet they're not fully worthy. Yes. It's interesting you use that word when we talked, or you know, in, in a little thing that we talked about before. And my wife and I, Carla and I, we actually sat and said, worthy. I don't think we ever say that as a Christian. We said that to each other. Yes. I don't think we use the word worthy as a Christian yes. because it doesn't really apply. I wanted to say that before I forgot it because yes. do, you, do you sense that too? I mean, of course. You don't I, quite say the word worthy as a Christian. Sure. And now that, you know, God has um, given me new eyes and, and a new heart, so to speak, and given me his Holy Spirit, I things that I knew of when, as a child, like, pre-existence with Mormonism yeah. or uh, that all children were the children of God, yeah. not the ones that were just right. uh, you know, claimed by <laughs> into right. his family, into his kin kingdom, what, which the Bible teaches. It was always a worthy or unworthy. And so I had an extreme oh. amount of guilt. I think most Mormons have a lot of pain and shame about certain sin. And unknowing about where they're headed. I, I believe that's yeah. true too. When I think about my salvation or as a Christian, your eternal salvation, it's completely different in Mormonism. You feel like you're trying, 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 you know, to earn your salvation, earn your righteousness and earn your worthiness right. with your, you know, interviews and your full tithe paying and your temple work and such. It's such a burden and I see it, um, you know, in the women that would visit me, like my visiting teachers, sure. um, they were just over obligated. You know, and I didn't, um, luckily I, I don't have that um, feeling in Christianity. I do serve, but I do it, you know, out of, out of, love. Out of love. Yeah. And, and I don't feel obligated if sometimes I can't make it to an activity or if I can't, absolutely. you know, serve in some capacity if I just don't have just the time or I energy. Don't have the time, I don't, yeah, or, you know, people always need money and want money and sure. stuff. And just, you want to be a cheerful giver is what the New Testament yes. teaches. and. So there's no, there's, I've noticed that, that judging and the pride is gone and, and it just, it's just so much freer. There's a freedom. There is a freedom. Yeah. And you do feel, you know, judged and condemned yeah. in a lot of ways if you're not living, you know, the way that yeah. maybe the rest of the community does. When I was a child, you know, several decades ago, um, <laughs> it was very close-knit Mormon uh, communities. Sure. You know, the ward was the neighborhood and... It was your uh, life, yeah. Especially, you know, from my county, uh, there in Utah County, and 
you know, there was just an expectation of everyone. Yeah. I, I didn't ever feel like going on a mission, however, and I didn't ever feel like um, actually getting married in the temple because I, well, I just couldn't understand temple, temple yeah. marriage. Um, yeah. Because of my family, I just, it never made any sense to me to be married in there the temple. There is a practical problem, it seems like, with a lot of marriages and with the temple and who's married to who and so on. What did you notice? Yeah, well, because um, I know my mother uh, maybe still suffers from the idea that her last husband, uh, my father, uh, never was worthy enough to be married in the temple, although he took on a large family and, and raised everyone, <laughs> including, you know, the, the last three and the stepchildren. I mean, he just provided for 11 children. Wow. Really good, solid guy, and you know, kind of a Renaissance man, but just never had that temple worthiness, right. and really never wanted that temple worthiness. So that could be part of why I never really completely considered temple marriage. It, it probably because I knew my parents hadn't done so, and so it just it wasn't a oh. as a solid idea as some Mormon families that yeah. might not be as mixed. Yeah. Did you have, really did you feel the church was true and had a testimony? So I had a testimony um, of the church, and also of Joseph Smith, but I also feel like because I was raised that way yeah. in the Mormon uh, religion, that it just came as part of the program. So I don't know if I had a deep. Uh, <laughs> heart feeling um, or loyalty to Joseph Smith, but I did bear my testimony, yeah. uh, you know, that it's sort of cliche that I know the church is true and that the prophet Joseph Smith, you know, is a true prophet and whatever, whoever the main the current uh, or prophet current prophet will. is. Yeah. But um, as I grew older, because I myself, because of sin, because I myself was not worthy, you know, I had a lot of shame attached to even really going into a Mormon church. Um, I remember when my children were young, I tried to go back to church for a while, yeah. and um, it, it, it just it didn't fit. It just never fit. I think God was calling me all along to a Christian church. Um, he had me involved with the Boy Scouts as my uh, young, oldest son was a young Cub Scout, yeah. and it was with a community church there oh. locally in Provo. Um, and so I think God was always kind of calling me into a relationship with him, <laughs> but I wasn't paying any attention. Yeah, you weren't listening. Uh, Correct. Or yes, something. I wasn't. I, you know, sort Kept of was a rebel. The church was true. I mean, you just well, thinking that. and also, you know, with the Mormon background, you have a lot of different ideas about yeah. uh, what Christianity is. You think that the preachers are saying something that's not true. Yeah. So if I had a television program on, or if I heard a, a Christian pastor speak, it was always, I was always skeptical. Mm. about what they were saying because yeah. I was raised Mormon. Yeah. So I had a hard time trusting well, the true gospel of Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. So you're well, we don't trust we didn't trust Christianity. It was just our little net network of Mormons and yes. like you said the ward and the bishop and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I felt very skeptical so did about you attend Christianity. A, finally attended a Christian church? I did. It was um, I was into my 40s when I uh, became born again and um, God really got a hold of me. Actually maybe I was late 30s, but um, God got a hold of me. I was dating at the time um, a gentleman who's now my husband who came from a Lutheran background uh, but also was a rebellious young adult like myself 
and so had had some years of rebellion against God and then uh, became a Christian because of a radio program. He was um, saved by the radio, really? Really good praise him. God, and he um, got into a relationship with me because I had said that I was a Christian. Didn't actually relate with Mormonism, but I didn't want to deny Christ. I knew, you know, Christ was was king. I always good knew that. For you. Yeah. But I, I was really far from God. I really didn't know much about Christianity, and but especially. You, but you coming, thought you were one. <laughs> I thought I was one, yeah. because you know, as a Mormon, you also think you're Christian. Yeah. You just know, well, I believe in Jesus Christ, and so right. therefore, yeah. you know, I'm a Christian. When you, when the doctrine is so vastly different, um, your eyes are blinded to the true gospel of Jesus Christ, as I felt. Anyway, we went to church together. Long story. We had a conversation and a actual argument about um, sin and how I didn't think I was a sinner because I was prized too I had too much pride about being a good person or doing good things yeah. and and yeah, just couldn't as admit Mormon, as a Mormon we never say that we're a sinner sinner we're, we're we not don't perfect, you don't but you're not a sinner we, we talk about how we're good or how we're worthy or how we you know can do so much service right sort of patting ourselves on the back if you will Whereas um, in Christianity, you know, it's, I know I'm not good. You know, I know I'm not worthy. No, none are good, the Bible you, says. You brought something. Did you have Oh, it was, um, it was a baptismal covenant just because my father wasn't um, part of um, the church as far as in the priesthood. Really again? And I, yeah, I believe he was baptized as a child also, right, but, but. Um, you know, strayed from the church in adulthood after the, the service. Um, so I was baptized by my brothers, and there was um, a baptismal covenant that my um, mother had saved for me, put in a genealogy book for me. So it's sort of rather long, and it's a baptismal covenant. And I think it's interesting. The first yeah, the little phrase quote out of Doctrine from and Doctrine and Covenants, eighty-two ten. Read that. Okay, it says that I, the Lord, am bound when ye do what I say, but when you do not do what I say, ye have no promise. <laughs> which is really just that um, conditioned, um, conditional love. You know, God yeah. doesn't really forgive me or love me if Unless. I don't do, you know, I don't abide by the covenant yes. uh, commandments and, and rules of the uh, Mormon gospel. So, yeah. And he's bound when, when we do what he says. And I, sure. That's one of the things that struck me that I could put God in my debt, you know, that I had that much power that I could put God in my, my debt. And I'd, that, that really struck me too. So sure. Now the first time you went to a church, I had uh, had this little. You you wrote this, and I thought it was so good. You said yes. it was almost liberating, and I cried at the beautiful worship music. It was so different than the orthodox singing and preaching in Mormonism. It was almost liberating to hear the preaching of the word, not just speakers on various topics. That's so telling. Mm-hmm. And the really godly leadership by imperfect preachers and pastors who had biblical training. The difference are vast the differences are vast and Mormonism now seems now like the monotone lack of knowledge and understanding of spiritual things. But I like that godly leadership by imperfect men. Mm-hmm. And Mormons won't ever admit that. I mean bishops are put on pedestals of yes. sorts and stake presidents and certainly the general authorities. True. So, but how, uh, talk about the music though. Did you enjoy that at first? And yes, I mean when I when I attended my first uh, Christian worship service on a Sunday, I, again it was with my boyfriend at the time, husband now. Um, I was overcome, you know, 
by by joy, by I was crying. I felt like it had. was it was the love, it was God pursuing me, and I was very overcome. Uh, I am still today, but <laughs> it's it's a different feeling, and it, and it's really not just about the feelings because I, I know in Mormonism you always had we had these spiritual experiences, and we'd have good feelings, and you'd be overcome and feel mm -hmm. like you know you want to go out and help somebody or you you somebody came to your mind, um, which could be God's leading, but I I didn't want to lean on my feelings necessarily. It was mm -hmm. just um, being able to hear the word of God preached in a totally different way and understand that. Indeed, we are all sinners, but that's okay because Christ died for us all. And paid for our sins. Yeah, yeah. once and for all. Well, there was such an awe of being able to sing those words and <clears throat> worship and praise God <clears throat> in a way that I never had yeah. as a Mormon. Yeah, right, and yeah. I felt right at home. I mean, the music is totally different. You yeah. know, There are Christian churches. When I go um, to see our, our um, in-laws, uh, they're part of a more of an Orthodox Christian organization, yeah. and you know they do traditional <clears throat> hymns and things like that. And I yeah. suppose to some extent we do too, uh, but it's just a, it's a different feeling. It doesn't <laughs> feel, I guess, stale or even fake. I, I mean, yeah. it feels like sometimes in Mormonism you have that, know. Um, you know, sort of fake. Uh, you put on a good face. You yeah, put, you know, facade or something. Facade, yeah. yes. Where the family, you know, everybody has to be perfect, perfectly behaved. Right. You know, don't show any real. And no weakness ever. No. Or no flaws or anything. Yeah, we don't yeah. admit to that. But in a, no. a, a circle of Christian friends, it's okay to admit that you're struggling, or it's okay to admit that, you <laughs> know, that, that, you're, you're, that you're afraid or yeah, whatever. Or they're having a question about doctrine or something, you know, and and that we kind of talked about that last week or last visit that I had w with a young lady that. In Mormonism, you just don't ever express those kinds of questions or anything because you almost would be shunned yeah. if you brought up some some bad topics or something. Where, as a Christian, you're willing to admit that you don't know everything and yeah, and, uh, and that it's okay to question yeah. or that you that you need to study it out. Yeah. You know, like a, a, a Brian, you want to you know they went home after they heard the word of God um, and they would go home and study in their Bibles to see if this was true. Yeah. You know, so I feel like um, God gives you kind of a uh, a real unsatiable uh, want to be able to study and yeah. to seek things out that are true. Yeah, and the Bible, I, I don't know what you recall as a Mormon, but did you spend much time in the Bible? I don't Seminary think um, kind of stuff? we spent much time in the Bible. I, you know, we had, we'd have some passages or some uh, quotes and scripture yeah. uh, that would kind of coincide with any of the Mormon or the Book of Mormon. Um, literature, that's what I call that. Uh, but it wasn't an emphasis, and nor did I ever really read the Bible through. My yeah. parents, ironically enough, gave me an actual Bible for an Easter present one year, oh. instead of like a quad or something. It was just a Christian Bible, and yeah. so I always just, um, you know, like when I look back on my life, I think, you know, God was wooing me in some ways, yeah. and I just didn't recognize it until <laughs> I was older. So the Bible means a little bit more to you now, and yeah, very you special. Study it, right? Yeah, I, I just feel like it has the gospel. It's a simple message, isn't it? Uh, the gospel is un um, uncomplicated now. Yeah. Uh, you know, where in Mormonism you felt like you've got these four different scripture 
plus you've got all the good works and temple works and all of that on top of it. Yeah. But when you realize um, in Christianity and the vast differences between the two Gospels, you know, it's another Gospel, like it Paul really said in Galatians. Uh, whereas the Gospel of Jesus Christ, um, you know, according to the Holy Bible, the truth, yeah. as I believe it, and um, of course I have a biblical worldview, <laughs> uh, it's um, vastly different simply because it's uncomplicated. Yeah. You know, God wants you to uh, be born again to recognize what Christ did for you on the cross yeah. and washed your sin away. All that red scarlet can be white as snow yeah. if you just accept that free yeah, gift like right. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Right. And that it's very uncomplicated. Grace was not something we talked about either. No, yeah, but grace is, yeah, we didn't talk about that as Mormons. Not much. Other than grace, after all you can all do. All you can do, like in Nephi. <laughs> Jesus kind of finishes the the end of it. But, uh, it, yeah, I, did you didn't understand grace as a Mormon then at all? No, yeah. I, we didn't talk about it much, and it didn't, it was always, it was an obligatory gospel. Yeah. Um, you always felt like you had to be, you know, live a certain way and have yeah. a have no sin and you know become righteous and become worthy, which is interesting because if you go into a, an interview with a bishop or a state president for any of your temple callings or any of your um, you know just annual meetings and such, I think it was to go into the temple that you needed to have an interview. Yeah. Um, you know, they'd ask probing questions, and you'd think, does everybody really on honestly answer these questions, or do they lie when they're in the bishop interview? That's yeah. how I felt. It's like most people would lie, because I certainly did. They certainly I certainly have to. I lied so that <laughs> I looked like I was worthy so that I could um, I attend the temple for the baptism for the dead so yeah. that I, think I that could attend a lot, so with everybody can, else. Yeah. Going, kind of getting back to Jesus, but I, I love the scripture of he that believeth in me hath everlasting life. And it's just so simple, so godlike, I call it, uh, because it is so simple without, like you said, adding all the other stuff to yeah. it. You did say something, though, about grace, and I thought it was interesting. You said it seems too easy for Mormons to understand. Yeah, I, I get the com comment often from the fam my family is um, still uh, that are active, very so, active yeah. and also even the ones that are inactive are very obligated to the Mormon church even though uh, they don't attend church they still subscribe to yeah. the teachings of the LDS and yeah. uh, as I talk to them about grace it's very difficult um, because they think well that just means you know that you can do whatever you want because grace has saved you. And so they just, it's not, a, there's not, not a complete understanding, understanding. Of what that really means. Yeah, difficult to have conversations. Yeah. Um, so I just lead by example. Um, I do have two out of my three children who are actually try, l l seeing the differences between Mormonism and Christianity. Okay and have somewhat discounted Mormonism. So mm. I, that's kind of hopeful. Yeah, planted um, some seeds there. And yeah, I yeah. plant the seeds, God waters it, God <laughs> yeah. grows it, um, because it's for His glory. The rest of your family, is it? Well, I am the first um, Christian. I used to say that I was the only Christian in the family, but because um, we have a very powerful God yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who can do anything, um, I've decided that I should just say I'm the first Christian of my yeah. immediate family. <laughs> and even, Hoping there's more to come. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I trust them. Oh, that's good. 
well and, and, a, and a happy marriage and yes and you go together that's wonderful isn't yeah it, yeah I've been be, blessed to, yeah. with, a, with a second chance in life and uh, you know second chances on God's grace you know I feel like he's he really pursued me and um, really was calling me into his kingdom you look and back and see all those little moments when he was tugging at you a little yes. bit and, and, and I was rebelling but <laughs> eventually you know, I got there, so. He, he, I, I just kind of have to think he has a sense of humor in the, in the sense that he, he, he sees us struggling and he knows we're, but he also knows what's around the corner. Yes. And he knows that you're going to be finding your good husband. And sure. that you'll be attending a church and, and have that freedom and joy. Well, there's just a minute or so left. What, do you have anything you'd want to say to your family? And uh, yeah, that, that um, you know, that I pray every day that, you know, something or someone um, can help show them the grace of God. I know that God uh, does it alone, and I don't even pretend to, um, you know, lead in any right. way. That He's He's the one that uh, seeks and saves, like in Luke 19:10. But also that um, because I was born into Mormonism, I feel like I, my mind was clouded, my heart was clouded. I needed to. Um, pursue Him and pursue His truth by learning what the real gospel of Jesus Christ is, comparing it to the counterfeits, and then you will have no problem uh, walking in the way of truth. Yeah. I know I've, we kind of talk about this in a, in a certain sort of way that we know more about Mormonism now than we ever did as Mormons. Do you find, are you in that category too? I definitely too? am. I did a lot of internet research, a yeah. lot of reading, yeah. uh, uh, both the Wilders, um, had inspired me, Sean McCraney's show, your show to a certain extent, and uh, Doris Hansen's show, the Polygamy, Polygamy what, what Love Is This. this. Uh, my eyes were opened by all the material that's online to be able to make those comparisons for yourself. Look at the Gospel of Mormonism, look at the Gospel of Christianity, and do your comparisons. Interesting. Don't take my word for it, you know, well, study I'm, it out. If we've got two seconds, did you ever notice Joseph Smith or Brigham Young's polygamy in, in your ancestry research was that yeah I mean I knew they were polygamists and that my family was polygamous so that always brought questions to my mind as a yeah. child so yeah. again Mormonism really didn't ever mesh in my heart isn't that interesting thank God yeah <laughs> well Sheila thanks so much for sharing your thank story you. and uh, your delightful young lady and uh, Terry Long's a great pastor sure over is. there at Calvary Chapel and, that's right yeah I've <laughs> attended those a number of times and in fact, we met at a, a baptism here recently over there. Didn't yes. We? Yeah. Again, I mean, we'd met before. But yes. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for having me. I'm glad yeah, I made it I out. Appreciate and you sharing. And able. Yeah, it's to be it's here. such a joy to, and a freedom, right? That you just don't feel and the guilt, like yeah. you say, is is all gone. Yeah, so. the shame's gone. Yeah, the shame. God took well, it I away. I hope people will pay attention to that and even think and just step back a little bit. Maybe study a little bit. And uh, we appreciate joining us. Thanks. Thank you. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.